You are listening to Ready or Not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Greetings. How are all my listeners doing tonight? This is Ready or Not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Again, I am your host, Rashida, and tonight we have my wonderful co-host, Michelle. Good evening and welcome to episode six. This yes. is episode six. What's the formula? What's the formula? The significance of, of H2O in preparedness. Yep, the significance of water in preparedness. So, you know, um, a couple episodes ago, we have been, this is our sixth episode. So, we five episodes before this, mm-hmm. we touched about um, types of preparedness. We talked about mental, spiritual, financial, and physical. Correct. So we're starting a new segment tonight, and we're going to be talking about water. We're going to switch it up. Yep. We're going um, to switch it up. We're going to be diving into tonight, calculations of water, um, storage of water, purification, and sanitation. And those topics will be spread um, with our different episodes. With different so episodes. So each episode, so it'll be about dive into four episodes, yep. this being formula, um, Storage, purification, purification, and sanitation. And sanitation. Yep. So, yeah. Tune in. So tonight, let's talk water purification. Water is one of the most important things. Again, I draw us back to the the five elements of engagement that I spoke of in our last episode, which was shelter, food, water sanitation first aid if you don't remember that or you didn't get the last episode here the last episode please go back for a review i mean all of this information will prove to be very helpful if you build upon it so one of the uh, one of those elements of engagement um, we will cover that in episodes to come but today we are or this episode we're focusing on the water aspect as Rashida said, the calculation thereof for a household or for individuals. So water is one of the most important things to consider in an emergency situation. It, the average person can only live um, three days without water. So that's why it's um, you know one of the most important things that you see when you see or witness disasters. How many of us have had a forecast for snow and gone in the grocery store? Probably, what's the first aisle you go to? The water. And what happened? And it's all gone. And it's all gone. It's all gone. I mean, at the at the blink of an eye, it's all gone. Once you hear the forecast is going to snow, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hurricane, the water is the first thing to go. And so you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you're not prepared, where you're fighting for water, right. where you're you know, trying to beat somebody up. Or water, or what have you? Because so. it's so essential. We talk about we talked about drinking it. You were saying a person can only live three days without water, which is very true. And water is so used for other different things, such as cooking, Correct. such as cleaning your clothes. Correct. And you just have to think about that as well, and not just the drinking aspect of the water. Which brings us to the formula, as you said, the calculation. Um, or what's that's the name of the episode. What's yeah. the formula? The formula is one gallon of water per person per day for your household. And that doesn't mean that gallon is used only to drink. Correct. That gallon is being used for that day of living, whether it's 
um, eating, whether it's cleaning your clothes, whether it's washing your pots and pans, but that water for that day is used for your entire day. Because in fact, usually the, the number that is thrown around per day in terms of drinking water is about two quarts. Mm -hmm. So you need about two quarts per day or half a gallon of drinking water. Um, and I know in an emergency situation, one might want to ration that. Um, again, when I'm talking about rules, I'm just talking about a lot of the industry kind of standards, if you would. Um, and we usually fall somewhere in the middle of those standards. Right. But um, what they usually say is don't ration your water. Right. You know, because water is absolutely it's so essential. Fundamental. It's so fundamental. So don't ration it. Go ahead and get your supply. The industry standard is drink your two quarts. Drink your, or half a gallon. Drink your, your um, water, the um, amount that you should per day, and then go look for water. Mm -hmm. You know, should you run out. Right. Now, one of the things that we were um, talking about is the standard recommendation um, for how much water you need. So again, the industry says 72 hours. Mm -hmm. We say? We say, <laughs> we say what? We say 30 days. 30 days. We say 30 days because there's a certain reality for certain communities. Mm -hmm. um, actually, they say 72 hours before um, an emergency responder gets to you that you should stock up for about 72 hours worth of water. Um, in the middle of that, some say to just stock up for two weeks worth of water. And we say 30 days. And we say 30 days in lieu of the reality for certain communities and oftentimes they are usually communities of color right. wherein um, emergency responders don't get there and we have, right away. And we have events that shows us what happens to those inner cities, our communities, during those times of disaster. Yeah, it's a, it's a reality. Yes. And we have Katrina, that was that the biggest mm -hmm. incident that really showed if you're not self-reliant, what that outcome can be. If you haven't prepared what the outcome can be, and if you're sitting around waiting for somebody to do for you what you should what really you prepare do to do for yourself, what that looks like, the equation equals death. Yes. You know, it can really equal death. So we saw that in Katrina and we saw that in um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I, is Puerto Rico okay? Like, are they still going through that? You know, mm -hmm. and the reality of it is we see it in Flint. When we yes. talk about water. Flint is still suffering from water. <laughs> contaminated exactly. water. Exactly. So that's very real for certain communities. And that's why our, our calculation is 30 days. So if 30 days supply... If you have too much, it's still a win-win situation. You mm -hmm. were prepared. Yeah. And we just want to caution on the side of, um, we want to err on the side of caution. And that made me think about, um, you made a statement just now and said that um, it airs us on the side of caution. I remember in a couple of episodes, we were speaking about the helping of the fellow man mm -hmm. during the time of disaster. Right, your neighbors. And we may have to assist with those families that don't have enough water. So when we do have ample amount, we're prepared, we have our 30 days plus extra, Yeah, we're able to help those that may not be 
equipped with water at that time. Well, here's the standard. As we said, it's one gallon per person per day. And as you said, there are some other things that you might have to factor. Like you said, if you have maybe some elderly people around you, mm-hmm. um, if you have pets. Or children. If you have, yeah. Well, the, the children. Well, the children factor are in, in. equation. Yeah. But if you have a pet, I mean, I don't know how some people might feel about it, but, you know, the industry says give your pet a gallon a day. <laughs> Would you give your pet? Win-win is not Winston, getting Winston a gallon get, a day. Winston won't get a whole gallon? <laughs> no. She's going to be rationed? Yes, oh, she will goodness. be rationed. Their bodies are way different than ours. <laughs> so, as the uh, episode is called, what's the formula? Here's the formula. So, we said it. It is. Okay, so one four, gallon, one gallon per person, per person, per day, per day. Let's break that down for a family of four. Okay, so you have four people in your family. Okay, because you have you have three. I have three. Okay, let's go so four. Four people in the family. Mm-hmm. A gallon for each person. That's four gallons. Now, if we do four times seven, which is a week, we're gonna do. We're week. gonna get twenty-eight, right? Correct. Now we're gonna do two weeks. So twenty-eight times two is fifty-six. Now, will we so that's 56 gallons for two weeks. You need at a minimum 56 gallons of water for two weeks for a family of four. So let's do 56 times two now. We'll do the because two, we said we were going to do the whole um, 30, 30 days. 30 days so that's 112 gallons for a month's supply a month. at minimum for four family household. 112. So, the other thing is, if you can't get 112 gallons for a month, if you can't get 56 for a month, say you have a few gallons in the house. Right. um, Well, wait a minute. Let's back this up. Let's do specify that this water is not for drinking It's not just for drinking only. It's for your everyday living for that day. Which involves cooking, cleaning. In terms of sanitation. Uh, you might have to wash your clothes. You, you definitely have, have to yeah, wash your body. You might have to wash your pots and pans to cook. You, you definitely have to wash your body. Yeah. Um, so that's the sanitation aspect. Uh, now, once you factor in all of that, perhaps you don't have enough water in your house. 56 mm-hmm. gallons might be much to kind of really try to store. Again, we will have an episode on storage as well. But there are things that you can do in your house. There are places you can go in an emergency situation and you can get water. Um, One of those places might be a water heater. Okay. Now, in this new technology, this new age of technology, a lot of people like myself, I I replace my water heater. Right. So I I no longer have like the tank that many households have, which is very helpful in a disaster situation because you can get water from your water heater. And oftentimes, I think um, the figure for water heaters were, I think it was like maybe 50 gallons, I think they hold up mm-hmm. to like 50 gallons. So that right there for a family of four That's your is, two weeks. Yeah. That's well, in terms weeks. of the sanitation yeah. aspect, not necessarily drinking water. Yeah. I mean, and unlike myself, I live in an apartment, so we don't have that. We, you don't have <laughs> We don't have that. Julia. So another thing to think about is the back of the... Um, your toilet, toilet your toilet tank. Your toilet tank. And so I know viewers probably like, your toilet bowl? No, not the water that's in the actual toilet bowl. The water that sits behind your toilet bowl in your toilet tank. 
And that water is pretty clean. That's it comes just straight from correct. the faucet. From the, from the source, water source, to the tank. So, yeah, you can look in, in um, your tank. You can use the water in your tank. And I was going to say, um, me, I replaced my water heater, and now I have a waterless heater. Okay. Um, and that means it kind of comes in as needed. Like, you know, it kind of fills itself up on a steady basis. Okay. So that wouldn't necessarily work for me. Um, uh, it could, it might, um, but so it the would times be when very minimal. If everything is still not, say if everything in your home isn't working properly, will it still refill it, itself? It, it will not. Okay. Got so, it. And that's why having the regular old school water Because here, it's always there. It's even always when everything there, sitting off, in a tank. Such yeah. as power and things like that. Correct. Um, and now here's a controversial, um, alternative and that is rainwater. Um, one would think you could go outside and just kind of collect some rainwater. Yeah, but you can. In some cities. In some cities. In some you states, can. I mean. In some states, it is against the law to, to collect, collect rainwater. rainwater yeah. But if you're in a state that you can, then you can go out, you collect the rainwater. And here's why um, it's against the law in some states to collect rainwater is because. Uh, officials feel that rainwater is contaminated. Mm -hmm. And so if you're collecting the rainwater, you have to kind of know what you're doing to do yeah. so. You have to get into the purification, purification aspect. aspect. And we'll talk about that in one of our episodes. In a too. later episode. So if you do get rainwater and you're in a state that allows, you have to take the next course and do the purification. Yep. And actually you could do, and okay, let me just slow down for a second. In all of these alternatives, it's not pure water. So those supplies can be used for your washing, for washing your body, for mm, washing, washing your, your dishes. dishes or clothes or what have right. you. And you can also just boil the water to get some of the impurities out. Mm, to brush well. your teeth and Correct. things like that. Correct. So it's, it's slightly safe. It's not the best um, you know, thing that you want. It's not pure water, of course, but you're not in the best like in the optimal uh, condition either. Right. So again, this is in an emergency kind of situation. Oh, unless I forget, one other thing in terms of alternative means of water is if you hear an emergency is coming your way, if you get that warning or advisory, mm -hmm. if you hear the blizzard is coming, if you hear the hurricane is coming, mm -hmm. fill your water, your bathtub up with water. Mm, that's a good one. Just have it standing there, and you can use that for all sorts of water supplies. Right. So just have standing water, see what happens. That will last you for a while as well. That's so if a good everything one. gets, you know, cut off, you have that water. So remember that. That's key when you know an emergency is coming and you have a pre-warning that it will take place. And um, another interesting thing that I would like for our listeners to understand when you're in these kind of disasters or emergencies, again, your usual life ceases and you're doing things for survival. You put on your survival mindset and um, you're in that mode. So you're not going to go out and drink soda. Um, or coffee. Or coffee. Don't get any carbonated drinks. Yeah, because coffee... You and me were talking about it earlier. Coffee dehydrates you. Correct. And the worst thing to be during a disaster is dehydrated. Correct. Because that comes with a whole lot of other side effects with being dehydrated. Exactly. Mental problems. You know, your mind can get altered. You won't be able to think as clearly. You won't be able to move as swift. 
um, because the sugar in your body is basically gone and you know sugar helps produce energy so all of those aspects are good to think about when we're thinking about um physically preparing preparing and as it relates to water so no caffeine no caffeine because caffeine is dehydrating yep um now we move on to this now this gets kind of limpy but I, I promise i'm not going to be limpy about it um because you know, we've been in aftermath for some years now. And it's interesting as we now do the podcast, it's like I'm finding that the data has changed in terms of um, even the federal government and how they tell you to prepare. So I'll say this. When we say, you know, get your water and stuff ready for the disaster, that means you, of course, go into storage. I'm going to, we're going to go into more detail about the storage aspect as we alluded to um, in the top of this episode, but just in brief, storage is um, very interesting. You could go out now and get your 54 gallons. Mm -hmm. Now, some time ago when we started the, the company, the rule of thumb was that you you rotate your water, your, your stored water every six months. Okay. But most water that you buy in the grocery store and what have you has a two-year life shelf life. Mm -hmm. Now that has changed. It seems like the FDA has kind of changed those guidelines, and I find it very interesting. So I'm going to tell you what we at Ready or Not, again, we fall somewhere in the middle what our recommendation is, what our perspective is, and that is, you know, we are under talks with a water company, and I'll, um, we'll get into that later. Um, at some point when our website is up, you can probably buy from us. And the, it's packaged in such a way, in such a protective way to the water with many layers that it has a 20-year shelf life. Now, when you go back and do the research, as I've done over the course of the last few weeks, um, just in terms of water, the, the new FDA guidelines say water can, is indefinite. Mm. So they're now like, hey, do whatever. Right. You can store it for, for how long? Just as long as you store it in a dark a place. A dark place, not with sunlight, sunlight or heat or around chemicals mm -hmm. that's the new that's the updated info um i'm still kind of going under just for me and my family i'm going under the old school because water can mildew water can get microcosms in it from just kind of sitting and sitting and then you have it in a man-made material. You have and it's it in, usually plastic. It's, B, it's usually now BPA-free, which is, you know, a good status. But it's sitting in that plastic for over two years. And so organisms can live in water. You know, organisms come from water. Right. So now they're saying, you know, and again, you just you have to kind of gauge it and weigh it for yourselves. Now they're saying, okay... It's indefinite, but at the same time, they're saying it, it, has, it, has, an expiration it has an expiration date. It can, on it the it can get stale. In some mm -hmm. reports, they say it can rot, that water can rot. Like, you know, you get all of this. So it's kind of, again, it's contrasting and contradictory in the, term, in the way that they're kind of saying it. So they're like, you know, go ahead after two years, 
and it does has an it does have an expiration date, but the expiration date is on everything. Any consumable product has, has an, to expiration have an expiration date. date. So that's how they're kind of putting <laughs> it out there. So at the same time, they say rotate it for six months, but it can last for two years, but it can be indefinite. Mm, none of that. If you, know, you, you want, want to prepare, correct. And if you want to be safe and know what you're giving your body and giving to your children. Get the um, 20 year life water. That's what I plan to do. You know, like I have a few, a few samples of the 20 year shelf life. And um, as I said, we are in talks to kind of, you know, start selling that water. Yeah. But um, just be mindful of that. And I guess, again, the rule of thumb is to go ahead and get, you know, if you can, 20 year shelf life. And if not, rotate your water. Well, rotate your water. Water does come with an expiration date. Water does create, have micro, microorganisms in it um, that come from water. And you want to be safe, more safe than sorry. But FDA guidelines say, you know, you can do it. They say it's indefinite. They just say the quality of the water will suffer. And that is for pure water. And if you want, you can collect store like distilled water, distilled water and any of the waters that you do store make sure if it's not the drinking water that you and if you do want to use it for drinking if in the worst case scenario just boil it or go through some of the purification uh, measures that we'll tell you about about in a later episode Alright, so the moment we all been waiting for, we're about to jump into the Ready or Not segment of today with current events and technology. You know, um, there right now, there is a trend of global disaster taking place on a more frequent basis. Um, and that is why this podcast is so dear to us. We really want us to get prepared. And I know I say that every episode but when you look around the news if you go to our um, Facebook page uh, for aftermath mm -hmm. you see like I'm always posting or we're always posting some of the current trends that are happening because people are sending it to us now and it's just like you see it more and more and more I mean just last week we saw um, there was a volcano eruption in Mexico um, there was the terrorist attack that we spoke about in New Zealand. Yeah, and just recently, March 21st, actually, there was a cyclone that hit Mozambique, which is actually in southern Africa. And with that, um, the toll right now is about 500 people have 500. Wow. passed away from that cyclone. Um, and as I read the article, they were talking about how the aid has been very slow to reach the villagers due to collapsed infrastructures. And there you have and it. And although the military has been handing out small packets of cooking oil, bottles of water, a little bit of meal and maize, Red Cross still, type situation. It's still not in. enough for the villagers that have more than two people per household of family. That's why self-resilience and preparation is key. I will say that until I can't say it enough, for many, many communities, you have to be self-resilient. You have to. Wow. Well, you know, prayers go out to... All our brothers and sisters. Everyone. 
And just like that, listeners, we are almost done for tonight. Yes. But before we go, I just want to let you know we don't have a question tonight simply because this is a new episode. So we don't have questions for this new episode. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't um, ask some questions for our next episode. Or if you have any questions about tonight's episode, feel free to um, let us know. Yeah. But instead, we're going to do something we call challenges, right? We're going to start challenges yep if you go back to our other episodes we're always making recommendations or suggestions especially last episode of what we can do and put into our everyday lives to prepare yep so tonight we are going to jump into our physical we want to challenge you we want to challenge you to exercise and when we say exercise we don't mean hit um do like 20 reps three miles Mm -hmm. we're going to start small because yes. we're going to do one mile. We want all of our listeners to strive, and we challenge you to do one mile, whether it's on a treadmill or whether it's walking outside. You know, it's daylight savings time, so it's kind of light, longer. So that gives us a nice opportunity to do a mile walk outside. If that's not your thing, you always can go to the gym and hop on a treadmill and get a mile in. But that physical aspect... It's starting the conditioning of your mind and your body. And again, please, if you didn't hear our last episode go back because we're explaining just physically what to be how to prepare yourself for disasters on a physical level so that challenge is not just for y'all that challenge is for us as well yes so thank you all for listening tonight be sure to like us on instagram with ready or not aftermath disaster preparedness and on facebook don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel as well like, comment, and share. And subscribe. Subscribe. Please, we need those subscriptions. And we look forward to speaking to y'all next week. And our next week, our topic is purification. Purification. Water purification. Water purification. So y'all okay. definitely want to tune into that because we talked a little bit about that tonight. So we're going to go heavy in depth with that next week. Yes. And as you know, we're not here to scare you. We're here to prepare you. Have a good night. Peace. Good night.